Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast. I'm your host, Lazira, and I'm joined today by a very special guest. Longtime, I guess, friend of the show would, would probably be the most apt turn. Tom, how's it going, Tom? It's going so good. Thank you for having me. And, and what a nice thing to say, friend of the show. I feel like it's a very appropriate term, you know? It's, it, it denotes uh, that, you know, we've, we've been on each other's shows a couple of times. Uh, it also feels like, you know, I, I wouldn't say a fan of the show. I think that would be kind of presumptuous, right? <laughs> uh, so, so I, I think, I think fan is like, well, you're not a host, but like you're, you're a friend, you know, you're, you're, you're someone who's kind of part of yeah, that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it I, for sure. I really like that term actually. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so Tom is back on the show. Um, there's a couple of things I'm sure. I'd like to pick Tom's brain about uh, for those who don't know, because I know we do have some new listeners, which always surprises me, right? Uh, when I hear that there's new listeners, but from time to time, there are some people who, who jump in on new listeners. It's not okay. Listen, listen, it's not because I think the quality of the show is not equivalent to new people joining it. It's just when you see uh, a similar trend continuously, right? You're like, is this someone who's been here before or is this someone new? You know, that's, that's the question, but there, there is some new listeners. Uh, and so if they haven't heard of Tom, Tom is probably one of the longest podcasters in the Rocket League scene, the longest, I want to say like, yeah, I feel like with your Epic Ariel show, you're, you could probably be considered. At Off this and on. Point. I mean, I started Epic Ariel like <laughs> a month or two after the game launched. I wish it had lasted that long. Uh, I mean, but we've already talked about, we don't need to get into that. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure you can look through a library and find the other episodes. So so yeah, if you wanted to start, if you wanted to go back to like when somebody uploaded a podcast regarding the game of Rocket League, I probably hold that title. Hey, that's good. That's good. So you are, you are the uh, forefather to your own show. (laughs) <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. But then, um, you know, if anybody of note actually started a podcast, then I would quickly be overshadowed. But hey, that that's neither here nor there. Listen, being the first is being the first, and that's what matters, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I want to actually uh, maybe... Yeah, we, we have a couple topics that we want to talk about, but I first want to give you the opportunity to show... Um, because I know, well, I put Shill Corner. Really, I'm giving myself an excuse to show, but I'm going to let you show first. Well, why I don't know? I, I want you to go first because I want to. I want to know. Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. All right. Well, I'd like to first of all shout out our Patreon, Patreon, our patrons who support us continuously, um, and in true Patreon fashion, I'm going to continue talking as I realize that I do not have the roll call tier patrons in front of me. So I'm going to keep talking as I try to find this file within the next 10 seconds. Um, but yeah, special thanks to them. Uh, we had a Rob and Kyle show that ended up, you know, I realized how much I know about pop punk music and we talked about that for 40 minutes. Uh, and then we talked about philosophy and history. So uh, yeah, the Rob and Kyle show exclusive to our Patreon. Uh, where it's just me and our co-host Wabs, and we just we talk about uh, we talk about things that maybe we wouldn't want to talk about on the real show, or uh, you know maybe we're a little more free to just just kind of be a little more um, experimental, I guess, in that show or talk whatever random topics come to our mind. Um, but yeah, so that that's really uh, it for that. So, so special shout outs to our roll card tier patrons, um, who. I continuously stall for continuously. Look at this. Look at this. I'm revealing on air my secrets uh, as I open the wrong file source that had other patrons on it. Okay. Special shout out to Austinus Cursor, Glorious Zombie, Adrian Clorox, Paint Raz, Vance. You guys are awesome uh, on the roll call tier. Uh, my th- second thing I'd like to show um, is, and I think I said I'd do this last week, but I mean, I, I thought I'd shout it out because I know there's a couple people, again, who are waiting for 
there is a merch website connected to my like Streamlabs, my Twitch thing. And so I'm going to show that. Yeah, if you want to get ASAP merch, it's there. It's just super hidden. And I'm going to try to eventually uh, add a link at the bottom of the show. So there it is. Those are the two things that I'm going to show. How about that? There you go. That's awesome. How about uh, you, Tom? I would just say uh, join join my Discord. That's that's all I really care about right now. Mm. I wouldn't, are you, Do you feel like you're fostering like a community that's kind of unique to its own? Uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I that's not to say that we don't have a good group of people there. Like don't get me wrong. It's just that there's more than just you. It's not it's not like a unique thing. It could be there's yeah, multiple No, I mean that. there's I don't I don't want to get too existential, but there's nothing that's really unique, right? But at the same time, like we have a really good group of people there. Uh you know, lots of Lots of people have been joining. There's been good conversation. We have a really good group of, I think we have like six or seven IGL teams for this season, uh, you know, and everybody's like, oh, we're playing now. How how are things going? Other stuff like that. And I would really like it if we got other things going and I have other ideas and, and thought processes that are brewing in terms of things that I would like to see happen or things that I would like to exist there. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an extension of the podcast where I talk about improvement. I talk to other people about getting better at the game and that discord is just an extension of that where, Hey, like if you actually want to get better at the game of rocket league, this is a bunch of people that are really focused on getting better at the game of rocket league. And it's, it's not just like people coming in saying I'm I'm gold. How do I not be gold anymore? Or just, you know, coach me or carry like it's people that are, Hey, I'm having this problem. What should I do about it? Or it's, it's people trying to figure out how to actually get better and improve as opposed to wanting somebody else to do it for them or not really like serious about learning the game of, of rocket league. Uh, Whoa, Tom, already calling people out. I see. (laughs) Yeah, that's yes, that's the whole point. That's why I do what I do. Yeah, no, that's fair, and I and I think I think that's a big thing for sure. It's and uh, so yeah, check out the Infinite Boost podcast as well uh, with Tom. Um, I I'm gonna show for you here. Uh, great content. I oh think. yeah, I guess there is the podcast, but I mean I, <laughs> that's kind of a given. I mean, yeah, but uh, once again, so if if you want more Rocket League content. Uh, and and some great guests. Uh, be sure to check that out. And you've probably seen some crossover guests. I want to just briefly mention how Ty Swoogles feels like the biggest... I don't know. He, he's kind of creating his own brand. I'm waiting for the Ty Swoogles podcast, Discord, Patreon. I'm waiting till he uh, envelops me, you know, and just yeah. makes ASAP Weekly disappear. That's what I'm waiting for at oh, this point. Oh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Ty wouldn't I know, do I've, that. No, I know Ty wouldn't do that, but I just feel like, you know, he's, he's getting a little bit of that notoriety and, and it's it's amusing <laughs> to me, but it's great. Um, so, yeah, Ty Sugles was, I think, on your most recent one. Is, is that correct? Uh, I have I had I've had a couple episodes since then, I think. How about this? Ty Sugles, if you want to see his, you know, what he looks like on Tom's YouTube. Yeah, right, it's on YouTube. You yeah, I've had a I had a Facebook. I've had a couple episodes since then. Uh, not this week. This week was quite an interesting experience for me. But last week I did a roundtable with Diamond Player. So it was the first time oh, I've done amazing. it. So it's not necessarily <laughs> extreme. It's not as good as it could be. Not to say that that has anything to do with the guests. They were great. And it was very last minute. So none of them really knew what they were getting into or what it was all about. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't really have a guest. so I. Uh, it's something that I've been thinking about and I thought, you know, let's just do this and see what happens. And, uh, I think it, it turned out really cool. Um, it's a good kind of like beta trial episode and I look forward to doing, you know, uh, things like that in the future or, or, uh, trying something out like, like that again. Um, but it was pretty cool. And then I've been doing just like some solo episodes here and there for the past month and a half or so. And that's what this week was. So it's I'm I'm mixing it up a little bit. I have been really um, 
considering and trying to figure out how to manage uh, finding guests and what kind of people I want to have on the show. Like I'm trying to be more uh, open-minded about it, but in my open-mindedness, I'm starting to get even more critical of uh, how I find people. And then at the same time, (laughs) uh, there's also the fact of like people just not answering or things of that nature and no of course a, a week, and I, go, I think that's a week why... goes by really fast like <laughs> you know i release an episode and i think okay i'm i'm good but then it's all of a sudden it's like sunday and then wednesday's three days away so it's it's been an interesting way to find a balance of being consistent have you been trying to do it weekly again because I know, I know that's probably one of the reasons you took a break from it in the first place right where it was just so hard to weekly always get a guess i mean I don't know that you really want to get into like why I haven't been consistent, but, um, yeah, I, so I, I've had like 13, I've done a few months now in a row. I think I've had 13 episodes in a row. The podcast it had in its heyday was 18 weeks in a row. That's kind of my record. And I, I want to, uh, (laughs) yeah, my desire has been to get back to that just to see you know what that does for numbers and 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 you know just the content in general so that's been it but i mean kind of finding people or figuring that part of it out has been uh not i don't know i don't know what we're that's been the most interesting part of it all i guess i could say yeah i do not you know, I, I think having a regular consistent schedule in itself is its own battle. And then on top of it, trying to find guests that are different every week is something else. I think we've been we've been doing kind of more mix and match uh, in the last little bit. I kind of like it. Like we have our esports crew and what have you um, that are kind of taking every two, three weeks. I think I'm thrown in the esports crew and I, I'm really starting to like this kind of balance. But I, you know, kind of considering some of my other shows that are inconsistent. Um, but there's some shows which I do for fun. So like I've accepted their inconsistency. I'm like, okay, if we miss a week or we're a week later, two weeks, it doesn't matter. But then there's other shows where I'm like, (sighs) I mean, listen, I don't want to toot my own horn. Okay. And it's, I know it has nothing to do with us. Okay. It just, with the new release of age of empires Four or age of empires podcast has gotten more listeners than it ever has before. And it's like, okay, this probably has nothing to do with me and just the fact that there's a new game. But also now I feel pressure to like release, you know, more episodes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know, should I, should I try to keep that two week schedule or should I, uh, you know, try to get as many as I can, especially right away the hi- while the hype is big. Um, those are all questions in my mind. Although another part of me realizes like, don't, don't take it too seriously. Cause it's, you know, it is a podcast, but it, it's also a fun, it's like that mix between fun and hobby, right? Yeah, ju- I mean, it project. just depends on what your goals are with it, right? Yeah, like, of course, if you course. want it to be a thing of some magnitude, then, you know, consistency <laughs> consistency is part of it. If you just like chilling with your friends and talking about stuff when there's something to talk about, then do that. I can do one episode every five months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And And it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, what I think we can do now maybe is, is pick your brain a little bit because I know you you are on the endless journey of improvement, um, which which many of us strive for. And I was wondering if you've had any kind of breakthroughs in Rockley's since we last spoke. So I think it's been quite a while. Maybe let's let's say the last four months. I'm gonna say I don't know if that was the last time we talked, but let's just say in the last four months, have you felt that there's any big breakthroughs that you made that you didn't previously have when it comes to the game? Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say that I have, and it's, it's kind of hard to even like lay out the, the entire kind of just evolution of, you know, (laughs) I think, I think for me, the biggest thing is just realizing how much every little thing matters in, in the game of rocket. I don't think I took that. I don't think I appreciated it as much as I could uh, beforehand. So I think that 
you know, I was probably around, I mean, four months ago, I was probably still like champ one, maybe low champ two and making the same mistakes over and over again. And maybe just chalking them, like getting frustrated about it or being not happy with myself, but not necessarily doing anything about it. Uh, And so probably towards the beginning or middle of season three, I started really realizing some of the mistakes that I was making and then actually doing something about it. So for instance, you know, when in, when I would go for an aerial, say it was a really slow aerial going from east to west on the field and east to west, meaning like left to right, not towards one of the goals. I would maybe go up fast for that aerial, but I would go up where the ball was instead of where it was going. And then I would have to adjust my car and lose a lot of energy, lose a lot of momentum having to switch my direction. Now, I could still hit the ball and that's great, but it doesn't necessarily create an opportunity where I can do more in that possession. Um, so it's, it's those little things like that. I think just valuing my opportunities on the ball, valuing, uh, how I take an attempt at the ball and valuing my decision-making and the things that I'm doing to a new level, uh, has really kind of opened my eyes to show how much everything matters in Rocket League. Because I I guess, you know, if you really want to think about it, uh, the the level of skill that you have in a game like Rocket League is just really how much you value what you're actually doing on the field. And I mean, I don't mean to say that, you know, a a lower ranked player like a a platinum or a diamond player doesn't value what they're doing. And at the same time, a grand champ, supersonic legend, higher champ player is going to get a lot more value out of what they're doing than a platinum or a diamond player. So if you constantly work to create more value on the field, then you are going to improve as a player. And I simply just thought that I was a good player. And so I wasn't necessarily, I was taking for granted what was happening on the field, I guess you could say. And now that I'm not taking that for granted, I am trying to do more and be more valuable and, and contribute more. And so I am wanting to be better at all of the things. And so I'm improving more like shot accuracy, for instance, I can hit a shot, but can I shit? Oh my! I oh, gonna have to bleep that one. Can I shoot a shot or hit a no, shot? You didn't swear. You just said half a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, can I hit that shot nine out of ten times, or do I just think that I can hit it? And so, you know, if I miss it, then that's just me. Like, that's just a frustrating thing. Well, no, if I miss it, then that's something that I get to work on because I can't do it. So it's like valuing my skill enough so that I can do something consistently. And then if I can do it more consistently, then I'm a better player. So it's it's just that dynamic, I guess, in in all of Rocket League, off the wall, saving shots, my aerial takeoffs, my reads, my air control, my ball, like all of those things. Um, and it's just kind of holding myself to a higher standard than I've ever like been, been willing to. So yeah, I would say that a lot has, has changed. And I think it's kind of gone out of the, the single, cause I think there's a phase where everyone's always in that single focus. Like, Oh, this is the thing that I really want to improve on. Um, and I know there's also that other aspect where you kind of get stuck. It's like, I don't know what's left to improve. But that's not true. It's just you've assumed that your capabilities in every aspect of the game when you hit champ or, or you know, champ three or whatever, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. relative thing you term, you're assuming that those are at the peak, right? But it's like, nah, you're, <laughs> you know, there's probably some things you're still, you're still like a relative silver level at, you know? Silver, oh, God, might yes. do something. 
better than you do in that thing. So I think it's, it's being very honest with yourself and, and appreciating the fact that it's like, Oh, there's all these little things to learn. Right. So like apart from mechanics to learn, right. Being able to, so, so let's just mention a few, just so like maybe some of our listeners can get them. Right. Um, so, so backward, you, you already talked about it. Some of them. Are we backward talking about reading. mechanics or not? Uh, mecha- well, it can be both, whatever. I point is here, here, I'm just going to tr- like name a, I just want to give a list to the listeners. All right. For things that I, what I want to, maybe if I can get feedback on this from, from our listeners, but I want to know if these are th- some of these things you've never practiced. That's really all I want to know. Okay. Sound good. Mm-hmm. So here, here's just, wait, a list if I've the practiced them. No, no, it could be our listeners. Oh, you, okay. you can respond as well if you'd like, or you can add to the list. Okay. Of, of random stuff. Okay. Have you, um, let's start with this. Have you practiced shooting towards all four corners of the net, right? From different mm. positions, trying to hit the all four corners of the net. Have you practiced defending from the top of the net, like the backboard, top of the net? Have you practiced shadowing, right? Shadow defense, where you you go backwards kind of with the ball and then, then you double jump or you, you kind of... Uh, yeah, jump and, and block the ball at the la- going backwards. So going back to shooting at the corners of the net, I would also yeah. like to add to that just hitting the ball into the air, no matter like where it is, when you're shooting on a net. Because one thing that I noticed for me personally was a lot of the time I would hit the ball down and mm. those balls are a lot easier to save if they're down in the middle of the goal somewhere. So learning how to hit the ball on a bounce or when it's maybe not on the ground, but just a little bit off the ground, still being able to hit that with with some air to it so that it's going towards the upper part of the net without hitting the crossbar. That's not as easy as it sounds and is huge for scoring goals. Huge. Because where are most people? They're on the ground. So you don't want to hit the ball on the ground. Yeah. Although, I guess, you know, and this is another thing. I don't know if you ever find this, right? But to me is reading how that last defender is moving, like the speed at which they're moving. Sure. And whether you go across or you go in front of them, right? Are they, are they so far back from defending the back post that you can just hit it in their line of path? It's just going to, you're going to beat them by like with speed mm-hmm. and precision. Or are they going super, super fast and you realize, oh, wait, they're going so fast. I just hit it to where they are now because there's no way they can stop in time. Well, I think that's so, a yeah. that's a skill in it of itself, right, is, yeah, is so reading <laughs> reading the field. And that's when I did that diamond roundtable. That's one thing that people like all of them mentioned right off the bat in terms of something that they're trying to improve on or something that they're thinking about is is field awareness. So how aware of you are you of everything else that's going on on the field? That's, that's huge. No, I completely agree. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other things you, you could have maybe up a little bit. Um, being able to hit the ball hard, no matter what position. Um, I think that's a big, big thing. When you see that diamond to champ to grand champ jump is just the reason that the speed of the play is so much faster is when people just hit a normal shot, they tend to hit it, you know, above that a hundred, you know, KPH mark. I don't know what it is about. Like what? Like 68 miles. 70? I don't know. My game's in KPH as well. Oh, okay. So above a hundred KPH. Kilometers. Yeah. Kilometers. I, I love that. Okay. Just getting rid of that Imperial unit forever. No. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, I think that's, that's another thing. Um, then there's your, your your fancy mechanics. You can always practice, but I think people overpractice these. Maybe sometimes, perhaps. Uh, but air dribbles, flip resets, double taps, right? All all other things you could practice. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other I mean, wall reads. Being able to jump off the wall, hit the ball, um, and then fifties, which is not necessarily something a mechanic that you practice too too much. But I think it's if you start focusing on them, you realize that there's so much more you can do with them. Um, because I would argue that maybe 40, 40% of the game is fifties, right? Like oh, something yeah. close to that where you're just going into fifties. So you should know whether you want to speed the ball up, slow it down. And I think this is where, um, a lot of players, when they play hoops, hoop players really know this, right? 
um, because if you are an offense in hoops and you hit the ball too hard, you're usually giving a you know an opportunity for the opponent because the ball's just going to bounce back towards your side, right? Um, so there's like the speed at which you approach that fifty is, it matters as well. Um, if you ever want to watch Okalad play and and see how he does fifties, and then you're just like, this is some wizardry, right? Because Okalad doesn't look like he's doing anything, but he's completely he's completely uh, like bring ma- making everyone else seem like they're just you know casual players <laughs> but with these fifties. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be gained in being able to. That's one thing that I've noticed recently as well is how many challenges. I lose. So really paying attention to those and seeing why you lose them or what's happening during the challenges that you're making. I'm curious, what would your definition of losing like a 50 would be a challenge? I mean, I think, I think the most basic for me would be if I try and challenge a ball and either my opponent just gets past me and keeps any any time an opponent gets past me and is able to cleanly and freely continue possession. And perhaps maybe if it goes into a dangerous area, I think I think I'd add to that. Like if it, if sure if after the fifty it goes into a dangerous area for your team. Yeah, there's definitely that. Through. I was finding that a lot of times when I would challenge the ball, I would kind of fly past the ball or be all of a sudden past the play, and my opponent would still be in the play and still be able to continue possession. And that was infuriating. Yeah. And then you just feel like, you know, the best, Oh, the best is the, the pull away 50. I, I don't know if you've ever done this. Okay. But where you are a hundred percent going to be the first player to the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you are first, a lot of times, if you're just like a little too early, it means the other player is going to like win the 50, right? Cause you kind of hit into them and then it's going to go back towards your side. That's not a 50. Time. That's just you hitting the ball into the other, into the opponent and giving them a free ball. Let's not well, but, get but that my, twisted. My point was though. Yes. Okay. With, with this kind of challenge is right. what, if you realize that you're going to be the first one, you can pull off and turn your card sideways. Uh, and then they hit it into you. Like I love, I love that. That's a thing in the game. Like you know, this little like niche thing that you can do to like switch up, switch it up, and then you know maybe you'll get the other player to think, or maybe that player will. Keep chasing oh the ball yes, up. that that is much more <laughs> desirable than just hitting the ball into the opponent. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's like there's like these little things with those. See, I guess you're right. It's not a fifty. It's I guess a little things with those types of challenges where. If one player is slightly ahead or behind the ball, you have to kind of adjust. And then, and then there's the whole game of guessing, almost. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like, I, I don't know if I'm first here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's you know one of the most underrated skills in the game. Like this, this game is so mental, and you have to make decisions so quickly. Like you, you hear in games like Counter Strike or League of Legends or other things like that. You know, I'm such an old man, I couldn't be successful at a high level at a game like counter-strike or league of legends, because it's just so fast and, and like, you know, you have to have really good Twitch reactions, which I don't have. I don't think I really had them when I was young either or younger. Uh, And I feel like rocket league is more about learning how to make decisions fast. You don't necessarily have to be super fast in your hands and making the right decision quicker is is a huge advantage being able to read the field and then know what to do fast, at least in my interpretation where I'm at right now is a lot more important than being able to move really fast because everybody moves at the same speed. And I think a lot of like top players are intuitive players by nature. And so I think they couldn't explain why they do what they do um, sometimes, but their, their brain has processed it in a way that, favors them right definitely um uh, that's why when i see pay- players like fairy peak and, and ocala play ones you feel like oh this is a much more attainable thing if that makes sense yeah because it clearly shows them breaking down other players strategically or you know especially in ones and and something i would add to that is ocala and fairy peak and the high level players and i i think this is something that i've learned about myself as well is that you know, along the way, they were much more willing to take risks because their goals were much 
more grand than, you know, an average schmo like myself when I get to champ three. And this happened when I was getting, when I got grand champ for the first time or this past season for the first time, I, I don't need to keep on like patting myself on the back but when i was going for grand champ your whole your first iteration of infinite boost was called uh chasing gc right so well yeah okay (laughs) well anyways you know most people when they get a rank you know it's something that they strive for and it's something that they've pushed so hard for you get to a rank and then you're just like okay i've got here i'm not gonna play anymore because i've got this nice little gemstone in my hand that's a different color and I don't want to lose it. So I'm not going to take any risks. Right. And at the end of the day, what do we all want? We want to improve. So what do you need to do? You need to keep playing. And I feel like higher level players have that intuition, but at the same time, they're more willing to take risks and put themselves in situations so they learn from those situations. They're not worried about that one moment or losing that one game. They want to improve. And so they're willing to take a risk to put themselves in a situation to learn something from that situation. So when they get to it another time, they know what to do, right? So I spent so much time not getting into 50-50s that when I started rotating, when I started playing more aggressively, when I actually needed to be where I needed to be to be effective in a game, I couldn't be effective because I didn't know how to challenge people. I didn't know how to get into a 50-50 appropriately. But now and that when I you rank up, it's it's especially important, right? Because when you rank up, you are unfamiliar. And if you go back to your your tendencies that are from a lower rank, like you're gonna get crushed, right? Like you have to be yeah. trying to adapt. You right. have to be trying new things or else you're just going to, yeah, you're going to go right back down. <laughs> One, right. Exactly. 100%. So, you know, they're not worried about a rank. They're worried about improving. They're worried about winning. Like they want to win and to win, you get to lose. And when you lose, you take those losses and you learn something and then you start winning again. And I, I think that's that's the big difference there. And that's a big skill that differentiates somebody like Ocalid or Fairy Peak from me. Because I, the rest I, I, I want to take responsibility for myself. I don't just want to point the finger at everybody that might be listening to this podcast and say, you guys need to figure your stuff out because that's why you're listening to this podcast instead of playing in RLCS or getting whatever it is else you want. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, so, and here I thought they were listening to our podcast because at this point, like Wabs and I have become part of their lives. But you know, teach their own, I guess. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he's he's not here, so too bad for him. Wabs, get better. You're you trash. just got okay, me so- now. Uh, no, uh, that's great. Um, I think we can maybe. Continue. I'm sure. We're, don't worry, we're gonna get more of this intellectual talk. But I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of push that back just a little bit. Little interlude here. Esports interlude, okay? Esports is back. There's a whole bunch of games going on again. It feels very refreshed. So How are you feeling? Games. What's yeah? What speaks out to you in the RL esports scene currently? Um, gosh, what what was the interesting thing that I feel like uh, Phase losing was really interesting? I didn't see that match, but I heard that they were being a little showboaty against RBG and then lost their next three rounds immediately, which is unfortunate for them. <laughs> um, I personally have a bias, bias against FaZe Clan because I just don't like that org for various reasons. So uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> I was I was perfectly fine to see them lose. So I apologize to any FaZe Clan fans out there. Uh, but I I think EU I I haven't watched as much as the EU stuff, but I think it's kind of a mess over there. Like it, it seems like, uh, you know, it's, it's really up in the air. Who's really going to be able to take kind of head of who's in charge though. I mean, BDS is still doing BDS things. I think they got second last uh, in the last one. Um, it'll really be interesting to, I think the vitality story is extremely interesting to me to see that, you know, if they don't even make a major, that that can really, you know, be be hard for them. 
uh, I think NA is is super interesting. I think it's it's hard to kind of culminate because I'm not doing this on a daily basis. I don't know how much you watch of all this stuff. I haven't been watching everything. I've been watching more NA stuff and kind of just getting the general storylines. I think it will be very interesting to see over time how RLCS evolves and how the team uh, the team participation evolves. For instance, let's look at power. Um, you know, they pick up Forky and Mile and Epic Johnny. And I mean, let's be honest, I think everybody knows that Aqua is going to be on that team as soon as Aqua can actually play on the team legally. So great name, by the way. Right. Wait, power or Aqua or both? So I was going to say Barbie girl. That's all good. Oh, (laughs) if you if you want to serenade for a little bit, that's fine. I mean, it's your show. Nah, I said it, so I ruined the moment of you're you're a Barbie girl. It can be your Barbie world. Uh, Okay, so like they have they they are like a quote unquote professional team with an org that has a decal in the store that I've purchased because it's a really nice decal, but they haven't made any of the actual regionals. So how long is power going to stick around with that particular team? And that's why, I mean, so this is the thing that I'm sure flashes of brilliance where they're when they were on our show. So we had, we had Jacob on our show, right? Yeah. Um, and they, I'm sure would be, uh, quite peeved at the fact that we have a team that's, you know, probably because of the fact that Forky's on it is the reason they're in the esports shop, but yet their results don't kind of match it. Well, I don't necessarily know that I would can that I would attribute it to having anything to do with Forky because I don't think they had even announced the roster when the esports store was announced and we saw that Power was going to be in it. I didn't even know that Power existed, but Lachlan who is a huge Fortnite creator and does a lot of stuff in the creative world in Fortnite, apparently has a pretty good relationship with Epic. Maybe, I don't know, just because he's already done so much for the game of Fortnite and, and other things that his like organization and his, his people have done. And so I think that leads more to him being able to get into the esports store um, and I don't, so it's, it's just the, inter, it's the interesting thing of like, what, what benefit does it have for an esports org that they can be in the store, but they're not necessarily getting into these tournaments every weekend. They better have a cool looking decal. That's all I'm going to say. And <laughs> right. But, and at the same time, so it just begs the question for me is it eventually going to be more than 16 teams that get into these events? Like RLCS next year, is it 20 teams instead of 16? Were they only keeping 16 because they wanted to keep it something that was controllable and maintainable on a consistent basis? And then once they have that figured out and really honed in because clearly they've taken the system from last year and they made it better for this year. And then what will next year look like? Because I have things that I want to do. I don't have that much time to watch all of this rocket. I guess I don't want to take the time to watch all of it. Am I interested to see what happens? And, you know, have I watched the finals uh, the past couple weekends? Yeah, totally. Like I want to know what happens, but am I going to watch 24 hours of rocket league every weekend no but you know do i want to see it thrive and flourish yes and will it take teams getting into the tournament every weekend and getting to majors for them to be successful or is this just you know psionics trying this thing out to give everybody a chance that eventually will evolve into something with franchises and then something for everybody else. You know, I think, I think there is something to that. Right. I, I, I mean, I do, I do like the, let me put it this way. I personally like the league structure. I like the typical 
two teams go up, two teams go down, or, or three teams or whatever. And I think franchising, I think this is the difference, right? Franchising is great if you want to have esports teams that are that like solidify, right? They stay and they don't go anywhere. Um, but it always has that downside of like there's some teams that are just there and it's like you really shouldn't be there at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess fan base is another thing, right? Like here's the reality, right? Whether you like them or not, right? Phase Glan has a brand. Um, G2 has a brand, NRG has a brand, right? Like there's certain teams you're like, yeah, throw them in, make them just permanent fixtures. And it's up to those teams to make sure the rosters are performing at the level. And then the brands themselves become the the focal point as opposed to the players in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or there's a mix of both or whatever. So, I mean, those are all things, I guess, to, to consider. Uh, ultimately, I, I think I was definitely more for league play because i think it builds anticipation nicely when you just have a team playing once um but you know i think they've kind of stuck to this tournament format and it's it's fine it's it's not bad it's you know it's just it becomes a lot harder to follow the team that you want to follow it's not just oh i'm going to check them out every week and then there'll be one tournament where i have to like spend the whole weekend watching right as opposed to now where it's like yeah here's a whole bunch of little tournaments you have to right or more little yeah yeah i don't know i i really enjoy the format and especially since you know i guess since it's on an every other week basis it's not as hectic with the field not the field whatever whatever the extra thing was that they were doing every week it was it was just a lot but now that it's every other weekend i feel that it's a little bit more manageable in terms of keeping track of what's going on and and how teams are doing and things of that nature. I think it will just be interesting to see what kind of decisions Psyonix makes to give all of these other teams their fair shake. And I think also, you know, something when they were announcing RLCS, they mentioned that it's a lot easier to get into the esports shop now in terms of putting a decal in and it will really just be interesting to see what kind of limitations or uh, requirements they have for something like that because there is flash of brilliance and then there's prestige and there's black flame and rbg there are all these other little orgs that have teams that are trying to participate in rlcs but their followings are kind of small. Their teams aren't, you know, of a high caliber, but they could make it in. Like RBG might make it in, you know, one or more, one or two more of these regionals, but are they going to be at a major? Are they ever going to make it to the world championship? Probably not. But does that matter? So like seeing how they balance that will be interesting. And you know, is it good to have a actual bubble scene where these teams get to compete on a regular basis and have some way to make it in? Like, you know, people complained when they couldn't make it into RLCS because it was such a, you know, it was a season type thing and there were only two or three spots. But, you know, nobody's really complaining about not being able to make it in now. Or maybe they're just kind of like, hey, it is what it is, and at least we're trying and getting close. But at least they have a chance every other week as opposed to twice a year. You know what I mean? It, it's you know, it's one of those things where I think from a compet- like a general competitive standpoint, it's good to have like a million teams vying for those positions. Yeah. Like a million, like a hundred or whatever it is. Pretty darn close, um, it feels like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's that other aspect is if you... you there is the presentation aspect. And I think it's so much cleaner when you just have 16 teams all the time and they only change like two at a time or three at a time. And then you have these interwoven stories throughout the year and those who are going up and down as opposed to, you know, some giant changes. So like one thing that happened at the end of last season, especially in you is just like the, their last like tournament or major or whatever was just like, yeah, these are like seven teams we've never heard of before that are now in the playoffs. Right. Um, which is great for one tournament, but I think I think creating kind of dynasties and consistency and, and some kind of story that is congruent, right? And some teams that 
you know the rivalry spans years as opposed to just months um you would have to like bring down the amount of amount of teams and at the same time i feel like doomsy making it into the final day on sunday is awesome and would have never happened if it was franchised and it's 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 fun to see things like that and i can't remember if you're you are or were a wrestling fan at all um i am yes so like I remember growing up and I don't know if it's like this anymore, but I remember growing up, you know, some of the early fights in a, in, on Monday night raw, when it just started might just be some superstar or a new guy that they're trying out against some, you know, guy in a generic costume with, and his name was like, Tim, you know, here comes the undertaker, but the undertaker is just fighting George. And, you know, he'd beat up on George for 10 or 15 minutes, he'd win and and that would be that, you know, but George might have a couple minutes where he's actually building momentum and getting excited and then he just ruined it and that's that. So like in RLCS. That happens in RLCS, yeah. Right. In RLCS, does it really matter who the bottom four teams are in each of these weeks? Now you get one of these random teams that might make a run and that's super exciting and they get points and they might even be back for the next regional because they automatically qualify. And that's super cool. And that's exciting. And it, it gives them something to talk about. It gives us something to think about. It gives us something to like be excited for to see how that progresses. And then it also creates these storylines where Vitality has to re-qualify throughout the whole thing because they literally get last place. Like That's really interesting and exciting. And this format leads to having an opportunity like that. So at the end of the day, you know, as long as at the end of the day, as long as I see NRG, I mean, I'm an NRG fanboy at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest, like as long as I see them playing at, at the end of the tournament, I'm excited or just to like know how they're progressing. I'm cool. And then the bottom five teams, who cares if it's, flash of brilliance or rbg or priv- prist- i pristine or privilege or whatever it is like who cares like it can be different every time you're saying <laughs> yeah i mean does it does unless your team is like unless the team that you root for is like the pittsburgh knights who is right now looking like you know a bubble team in terms of that 12 to 20 spot or 12 to 36 spot. They haven't been able to make it into a qualifier, like make it through the qualifier yet to play in one of these tournaments. And yeah, that sucks that they haven't been able to get something together and, and get into that top 16. But at the same time, like at least you're rooting for those guys, you're paying attention to what they're doing and seeing how things are going. So these teams can have their, fans they can have their goals but it you know they're just not on the big stage yet and you don't get those storylines if it's the same 16 teams every week but it might look better for advertisers and marketers if it's the same 16 teams but again do they really care i don't know the answer to that question because I'm not in I think the marketing the only people meetings. Who care, the, or the people who care the most are the teams themselves, right? I think advertisers right at this point are caring about the brand, how many viewers are watching Rocket League. So as long as that number is going up, I don't think they really care what format someone's using or not using. It. Right. And I think the format and the presentation right now is clean enough and consistent enough that whoever is, you know, getting bullied on the first couple of days doesn't matter i mean and here's the thing they're really doing their own broadcasts on friday anyway so it's kind of a win-win for rocket league because on the main channel they can just focus on the teams that they want to focus on and when it actually matters it's the top eight teams anyways so really what matters to the rocket league presentation or uh you know what they're doing it really just matters what the top eight teams are. And really in both regions, the top eight teams are pretty consistent. Mm. Okay. Man, I 
I'm I don't know if I'm surprised. I probably shouldn't be, but I feel like um that was great. That was amazing. Uh I feel like you are you're definitely up on your esports things. Uh which is always hit and miss, I think, sometimes. Yeah. I think I think I'm just I understand just enough to be dangerous. Like I can't go over, you know, every little thing, but I think, you know, what just came out of my mouth is a pretty good point in terms of how Rocket League and psionics are presenting the game because they're doing that whole like let's bounce in between everything kind of thing and so you might be able to jump in which which is really cool you might be able to jump in on rizzo who is an excellent presenter and very good you know entertainer talking about phase beating up on rbg and you might be able to splash in on that for a second but you don't have to spend your whole time watching a match of Illusion just going for an RLCS record of demos, which could be a good game to watch, but at the same time, you know, isn't necessarily what you're looking for. So you spend 10 seconds on it or 30 seconds, and then you get out of there. And just like you said, in terms of having consistency, you know, by the time you get to Saturday and it's more traditional presentation, uh, you're looking at the best eight teams, which, you know, the difference in between the top 10 to 12 teams is probably pretty slim. So uh, you're getting a pretty consistent list of teams. And that's all fair points. So what I'm going to do now, uh, Tom is transition a little bit. I, I said I'll do questions, but I think just because we start on the esports thing, I think maybe we'll just close on the esports thing. So I'm going to choose the esports related questions here from our fan base. If you are part of our discord, there is a questions, uh, what chat message uh, what is it called chat channel I don't, I don't know what the official term is um but you're allowed to post one every six hours so there you go uh and what i do is after we answer them on the show i delete them from existence the the messages i delete the them from existence not the person who i asked okay i swear um so <laughs> the first question all right and we'll see this will starting a little well both these will be a little spicy maybe maybe uh, who is the worst pro that's on a good RLCS team on the starting <laughs> roster of a good RLCS team? That is uh, from Tim or AKA relentless. What do you think? Do you have a, do you have a possible answer? That is, that's a really savage question. Um, I, I don't know. I I'll say this. And I think this could be controversial, and I feel like we've talked about this a little bit in my Discord. Uh, I was kind of surprised that FaZe got rid of Gyro instead of Illusion. I've always kind of thought that Illusion was one of the weaker players in RLCS. Uh, And I also feel that Gyro is extremely... uh, he's, He's a bit inconsistent. He can get a little emotional, and when his emotions, when Gyro gets down on himself, he can be one of the, you know, worst players in RLCS. But when he's like on top of it, he's quite good. Um, so that doesn't really answer that question. I guess I could go with both of them, and on different days for different reasons. Uh, I'm trying hmm. to think of if there's anybody else that I'm just like. I, I would say in terms of like high-profile players, especially right now, I would go with Illusion for me personally. But again, like I don't get into the nitty-gritty of each player like that. So I might be a little uneducated, but that's that's who I would go with. What um, about you? So, uh, well, let me start with this thing. I think I recently spoke to someone who knew Illusion or was, was in the same university as Illusion. So... Um, I could, I don't know, I, I kind of feel funny about the fact that you chose him. Uh, but it's kind of, I also feel funny because I think, especially before, like, I think Illusion's kind of stabilized now a little bit in his notoriety, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I would I would say, like, a year ago, or even, even probably, maybe even further, I would, like, that would probably be one pro where I'm like, eh, I don't know yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, he, if he's quite at that level. Uh, yet, um, hmm, for me personally, I think maybe, uh, maybe I'll be, uh, what is the word? 
I, I, I'm just, I'm double checking here. Okay. I want to make sure I want to make sure I am as you're double checking. What word do you want to use or no, which, which player I want to choose here. Um, Oh, if you're looking at, okay, well, here's the thing. Okay. So just another thing illusion. Okay. He's on the same team as first killer and AJ. <laughs> sure. So I think through relative relative, I think, I think you have a very good point on that. It's like throughout re- the fact that it's like, you know, compared to the two players he's standing against. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, and honestly, I would add to that a weaker player. I, it's it's like how G2 performed well with Rizzo. And nothing against Rizzo. He's, I mean, he lasted that long, right? At, now that Rizzo is gone, G2 makes it to a final. And makes it very like Rizzo was just if Rizzo was trying to get into RLCS right now, he would not be able to do it. He just wouldn't. He's not good enough. But because he was kind of this old man Rocket League, he just kind of continued on throughout. Um, But I don't know why I got on that subject. Oh, because JNAPs in Chicago are so good. Chicago was able to just fill in in the hole or Rizzo was just able to fill in the holes or be there and Chicago and JNAPs could kind of handle themselves. AJ and First Killer are so good that they can work with someone that is not necessarily the highest tier player and perform extremely well. Uh, so I, I feel like, you know, Aleutian could be very similar to that. Anyways, uh, like just just because, like I'm I I'm kind of taking your argument and flipping it back on you, or your thought and saying I disagree. <laughs> but so you you changed your mind on it on, on. Oh no, I on. still feel the same way. I'm just saying, like, I'm not. I'm not saying Illusion because I'm comparing him to his teammates. I'm saying Illusion because I feel like he is a weaker player overall. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I good. I think we've clarified it. Um, I, I. So let me let me give an, an actual answer here. Okay, I'm not going to choose the same person uh, for different reasons. Um, you know, it's kind of hard. This is another thing that's a little difficult about this is the fact that it's like. If they're on a good RLCS team, even if they're a bad pro, like should the fact that they're on a good RLCS team and winning things, even though they're not necessarily contributing as much, does that mean they're still like relatively above everyone else? Um, well, anyway. yeah, of course. I mean, all these players are better than me, so do I really have any reason to talk at all? But I mean, that's getting into a whole other thing. Man, so- I'm looking at some of these things and I'm like, I, do I want to say that? <laughs> Okay, so I'm I'm actually going over all the rosters, and of course you're talking yeah, about like RLCS and just like the conversation that we just had. There are these teams that are squeaking into RLCS. So, do they really count, or do we want to talk about like if we look at the North American rankings eight, right now yeah. and look at like the top eight teams who are some of the weaker players there? Like that's a that's maybe just like a little different kind of conversation. So here's another one that I think is really interesting. And again, I don't, I have not broken down these teams. I'm not sitting on the RLCS like commentary desk. I don't watch all these games. I don't watch replays. I, I don't care that much, but I guess the, I'm taking the question and saying, okay, you want to know who the worst player is, and I'm telling you who I think is like the most interesting player that still exists in RLCS because it doesn't necessarily make sense to me. So that's kind of like a different conversation. Well, it's still Aleutian is one, but another one to me is Roldiz. Like he was on E United, who didn't perform well, and then he dropped from E United and then started coaching the shock, but then lot like he was the coach sub, but then they lost the player, and I can't even remember who the player was. And so he starts playing, but then they kind of start performing well again. So then he goes to, like, it's just interesting to me, but then he's also hosting a podcast about RLCS. 
Like he's a commentator on RLCS while also being an RLCS professional and then kind of semi-performing okay in our it's just it's very interesting. He's that's a very interesting case for me. He's juggling a lot of hats. Okay. If if I were to take the NA pros and look at the top thing, and this is like I keep saying that it was I mean, this is the easiest answer, but I think it's it's fair. It's like I still think Turbo's the worst player in the mix. <laughs> yeah. So it's but funny. He's not, but he is. But he is not. But it's, he is. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that though, because I would put Turbo is like a better illusion. Turbo just gets on the right teams <laughs> and is has it you know, it's performance experience, right? I think beyond anything, Turbo's ability to be calm and jokey in stressful situations is probably his big, biggest asset. Yeah. It allows the team to always overperform. Um, and so that's why having him on your team will never be a bad thing, right? But if you take him individually as a pro, it's like he's nowhere near some of these other players that he's playing against and with, you know? Right. He's that utility player that A has just been I mean, okay, so he wins three championships with two of the best players in EU. And then, like, when you get that kind of a reputation, what's going to happen? More people are going to want to play with you. So then he gets put on another team in North America with two of the best players in North America. Of course he's going to win another championship. Like, he's doing the same thing just with different people. Like and it's, the only thing, like, this is the thing. It's like, you got to give it to him because he's stayed consistent enough to continue to do that. Totally. Right? At some point, some players would drop off, but he, consistently when it comes to big games and big performances, he's, the, he's there. He's the best utility player in Rocket League. But relative to the top eight players, like the players on those top eight teams, I would say he is the worst pro on a good team. Individually. Individually. Like individually, he, he is probably ah! one of the West worst <laughs> players. But yeah, you put him on a team and he's... The team's boosted up. <laughs> yeah. But then you take him off of that team and put a high-performing player in his place, like Squishy Muffins, and they're performing even better. Or they're performing the same because he boosted the other player's ability up and now they're just at that level without needing the boost. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, okay, that's that's my answer. Uh, so this feels like, I'm starting to get into trend. It's like when in doubt I, I choose turbo, but it, it's kind of true. Uh, yeah, because so. who's, who's one of the best players in North America? You could very easily say turbo because he's always at the top. But then you're kind of talking about it from a team perspective, which matters because Rocket League is a team sport. But then you could also say he is one of the worst because he's a goof and he misses all the time. So it's just it's interesting. Anyways. All right. And we'll we'll follow that up with our last question here. OK. Um, it's the flip side of this. This is asked by Elias. Uh, who is the best pro that is on a bad RLCS team? Who is the like best that's, pro? Let's, let's say let's say a team that's hitting uh, at least qualifying for these. Okay, so we're, you, what I want you to do is we're gonna go through like the top maybe or the bottom out of the sixteen teams that qualify. Maybe let's choose the bottom four and see which pro we think is the best out of all of them. Gosh, I I wouldn't even know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, what if we don't know the the player? Okay, maybe the the bottom nine or eight. The bottom eight. All right. Let me, what do you think is the best player? Bottom mate here. I don't even know well, how Gyro's to answer. Gyro's on here. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't even pro. know. I, I don't feel that I can. That's okay. I'll give your answer. I think Turin Turo is is a player that shows a lot of potential, um, but kind of underperforms, like the team underperforms. Yet I think he shows amazing potential. So there you go. That's my answer. All right. <laughs> I will, I will, I, yeah, I don't even know where to go with that one because again, no worries. maybe, yeah. maybe we'll ask the esports panel some of these same questions. Yeah. Have them ask people that uh, actually know this stuff, that question. Tyson. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, he has uh, my answer. Yeah, there you go. So Ty Swiggles, you're called out. Uh, so the plan is to have the esports. Episode Please help week, me so. Ty. So uh, tell us who is the best player on a bad team right now 
tell us Ty Swiggles next week. All right. I think with that, uh, we'll, we'll round it out here for this episode. Thank you, Tom, for being on. Um, I thought we found some, some nice little, uh, Informa- pieces of information yeah uh, i mean uh i appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do this i think that uh just like everything when you're having fun time time flies so uh it's it's sad that uh you're cutting us off so quickly but uh, it was it was very enjoyable thank it, you for having me listen if there's one thing i've learned tom okay is you, you gotta get you gotta just leave like an extra for people wanting more okay you gotta you gotta leave that little extra. Well, okay? I I hope that is the case after this episode. I will say it is nice because I think I think this this episode very very much reminded. Like I, I don't think we've had an episode quite like this in a little bit. Very very kind of nuance and learning based and and just I don't. Know, I thought we went on some great. Little well, things, you know so. where to find me. <laughs> uh, so with that, uh, I'd like to thank all our listeners. Uh, if you enjoy what we do and you want to help us grow then tell someone that's always the best way to do so um, alternatively join our discord join tom's discord um maybe follow us on twitter maybe give us a five-star review and apple Podcasts. all those things little things add up and help um and i always leave off everyone with some homework uh to do for next week so your homework for next week should you choose to accept it um is learn that in Rocket League and in life, there is a difference between patience and being passive. Take that as you will. Maybe apply to Rocket League. Who knows? Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. Maybe all of a sudden you start losing games. But I'll I'll let you think about that one. Okay? I'm not explaining it. You guys figure it out. And with that, (laughs) for myself and Tom, see y'all next time. Bye-bye.